Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. So it's Super Bowl day, and uh, Super Bowl... I always get the Roman numerals wrong. I think it's LVI, Super Bowl 56. And at the same time, the Beijing 22 Olympic Games are underway. So we're going to do now something I've been looking forward to, and that is talk to a Canadian father and son combination of professional football stars. And uh, the son is also a Winter Olympics. So what am I doing here? It's Neil and Jesse Lumsden. Why can't I just say that? That's a well, big build up. Huh? Well, just go ahead and say it then. Okay. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. It's my good friend, Neil Lumsden. We were having coffee the other morning, and we were talking about uh, sports and talking about football and talking about the Olympics, and then we started talking about Jesse, and uh, we had this brilliant idea, or at least I think I had the brilliant idea, to have you guys both on the show. Jesse, how are you? I'm great, Roy. How are you doing? Great. Terrific. Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. So uh, let me just also say, so we're going to be talking sports. We'll talk football and Olympics and uh, Mr. Lumsden Sr. is also entering the political arena, going to run as a progressive conservative uh, candidate in the riding of Stony Creek, just outside uh, Hamilton. Do you want to just give me 10 seconds why, you, why, why are you doing that? Well, Hamilton East Stony Creek, um, specifically. I, you know, it, it, there are a number of reasons, but I think what comes it comes down to for me is uh, I love challenges, always have, from back in high school to whether it's work or whether it's football and it's or the business of football. And I thought that it came down to me thinking, I'm tired of people being so negative. Lots of good things can happen. I've learned that from business. I've learned that from sport when you can bring some people together and, and, and start getting people thinking in the right way versus just being critical. And that's what started me thinking about it. And then I was lucky enough to have them uh, offer me the opportunity. So uh, that in 35 seconds or less is the reason. Yeah, you've always accomplished uh, greatly. Three Grey Cups uh, in, in Edmonton as a player, one in Hamilton as general manager, and in the Canadian, or at least, the, yeah, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. I also want to say Canadian Football League Hall of Fame, but the CFL, the Canadian Football Hall of Fame. There, I did it again. Uh, and uh, so let's talk a little bit football. And, and, Jesse, before we do that, we're watching the, the Olympics, the Winter Olympics take place. You participated in the Olympics as a bobsledder after your football career. Fourth place. I thought you guys were going to get a medal for sure, but you won a world championship. What's it like to be part of an Olympic environment? Uh, competition-wise or just the whole sort of spectacle? Just the whole experience. And, yeah, sure, the competition as well. Well, I imagine it's very different this time around, but um, Vancouver was very different than Sochi than it was very different from Pyeongchang. So it's, I think um, Vancouver I, set the bar for me and you know, I don't want to call it a regret, but I came into the sport about nine months before the Vancouver Olympics and was very sort of green behind the ears, you know, with all the buildup, I was excited as a fan, but um, it would have been nice to have had that anticipation leading into the games for a couple of years, uh, just because it, it was such an amazing spectacle. Um, I found that when the team went to Sochi, though, the team actually bonded more cross sport because in Vancouver I think most Canadian families were fortunate enough to get there so you're spending a lot more time with the people that were coming to support you when you did have the downtime as opposed to being in Russia or Pyeongchang where it's you're really relying on not relying on but leaning on and spending more and more time with 
different athletes from different sports and getting to know each other and spending time in the lounges and, and really bonding over that experience. So, yeah. you know, a couple different unique scenarios from, from each, but competition, um, yeah, Vancouver was wild. Sochi and Pyeongchang were felt more like just World Cups because it wasn't as big of a spectacle. There weren't as many people there. I should just also say that uh, Jesse Lumsden, CFL All-Star, first-round draft choice of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, also drafted by the Seattle Seahawks of the NFL, and a football career was cut short by injuries, became a Canadian Olympic and world champion bobsledder, winning gold in the world championships in 2012, and as I said, finishing fourth in the Olympic Games. Whatever made you decide to become a bobsledder? I mean, that, I mean I've been on a bobsled once in my life. Yeah. Scariest, <laughs> scariest experience ever. <laughs> what made you volunteer? Uh, I was actually, you know, it's funny. It's, I was at my parents' place, and I was in our parents' kitchen, and my dad was there, and I got off the phone with the high-performance director at the time, Matt Handel, and he invited me out. And this was in, this would have been February, January, February of 09, January of 09, and I was going, uh, yeah, and I was going to go into free agency. And... Uh, and they invited me out for a camp. They had extra funding because it was a home game. They were looking for some athletes, you know, that could translate into the sport quickly to add some more firepower to the team going into that Olympic season. And I kind of just brushed it aside. And it was actually dad that said, well, go do the two weeks. Go spend some time with other athletes. You know, go see what it's all about. Um, get your mind off football. Train in a different environment and see what happens. So uh, he was a big part of it. And, and, I was just very much coming off after two shoulder shoulder season-ending injuries and surgeries, like really just focused on football. But it was actually, yeah, it was was a great call, no doubt, uh, to to go and and just take a peek and fell in love with it very quickly and fell in love with the opportunity of, like, being able to represent Canada, which you don't get to do in football. It's just under two minutes of absolute terror. No, it's amazing. No, it's not. Well, it depends who's driving. driving. (laughs) No, it's not. There's a difference between Jesse Lumsden and Roy Green. <laughs> I say it's terror. He says, no, it's not. Neil, how did you feel when you're watching Jesse uh, in, the, in the bobsled? Because there was that incident in uh, in Vancouver, right? Um, the incident as the in the uh, Georgian loser? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we we got there the day before, or the, just the day after that uh, terrible accident happened. And it, it's... It's funny, it didn't, um, I mean, I knew going in based on talking to Jess, that the Whistler track was the fastest on the planet, and uh, we had talked about certain areas that uh, Jesse explained to me where, the, the, you know, it was more violent going through specific turns, whether it's four, five, and six, and whatever. But it never, never occurred to me, um, even after the accident, that that would happen to them, just based on, uh, I think, the the type of sliding a bobsled does versus a loser. So, um, yeah, it didn't even cross my mind. I mean, I, I, I always worried because I have seen them flip and crash in Sochi. And it was uh, one of the worst times for me uh, in any my career or his career or Kristen's career. It didn't matter. It was one of the worst. But not a bit surprised that he bounced back and uh, was ready to race the next day. So, um, but that was, it's hard to watch. I mean, especially when you know that they're going, you know, whatever, in 85 miles an hour in this 
massive sled. So it's a, it's a pretty violent, as you know, Roy, it's a pretty violent ride. Yeah. And, and we joked about it. And I think even Jesse said it to me after the first time we went down, he said, dad, that, you know, when they go down the first time, they get a, either get out of the sled at the bottom and puke, or they say, hey, let's do this again. <laughs> and he was a let's do this again guy. Yeah, I was the, I was the former, not the latter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, got, I talked myself into doing it in Lake Placid, and, man, oh, man, it's, it's a scary well, Lake, experience. Lake Placid, Roy, is no, like, Lake, I'll tell you right now, Lake Placid is probably one of the roughest tracks on, on the circuit. So even, a, even with a smooth ride in Lake Placid, you're coming out a little squirrely, for sure. What's it like to be in a locker room before the game. So the team's there, the coaches are there, the fans aren't there, nobody's asking you questions. What's that experience like, Neil, in the locker room? Um, well, I'm going to preface that by saying, and I just thought of it, I'll tell you what would have been the best backfield in the history of the game would have been me at fullback and Jesse at tailback. I'm just throwing that out there, just so you know. Who could um, argue? Yeah. What is it like in the – you know, I was um, – the, the most nervous I have excited, anxious I've been was actually my first Western final in Edmonton. And everything after that in, in big games for me seemed very natural and fluid. And there was a, a, an enormous amount of confidence with the team that I played with and on, along with our coaches. So, even the, you know, they, they talk about the Great Cup of Montreal where we were down 19 or 20, whatever the heck it was, to the Ottawa Rough Riders at the time. And J.C. Watts was a quarterback, and they had some great players. And it, there, again, there was, a, there was this calm and an understanding. I, you know, it's a confidence thing, not only in your teammates, but um, in your coaches and in yourself, thinking that I, we, I can't be beat, and we won't be. And that's a little bit of what I see in Joe Burrow. It's a lot of what I see in some other players on the Rams. And those are qualities that um, come from the environment you're in and sort of reinforces what you're born naturally with. Okay. Jesse, uh, you agree with your dad? And, and what's the difference, if there is a difference, between an NFL team and a CFL team when it comes to preparing for a championship? I don't know. I made the playoffs once. <laughs> okay, so, but yeah, oh, okay, but, tell you, but well, what's it like imagine. to be? What's the difference between an NFL team and and a CFL team, and and just getting ready for for games? I think it's you know, if you're on a team that is has players that are passionate about winning and 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 want to win and want to be the best, it's going to be the same. You're going to have your, you're always going to have your. Um, traditions you're always going to have your little nuances uh your little routine and i think routine is extremely important in sport and um generally it's whether it's the super bowl or the first game of the season that routine really doesn't change all that much i remember one of the big things like in hamilton when I was playing with the tie cats um it didn't matter what music was on before the game started um Adriano Belli would like literally take a CD out of the CD player and throw it across the room and put on uh, In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. It was the last song that went on before a game started. Uh, and that never changed. Like, it was, so I, I always thought that was kind of funny. But um, 
it's people prepare differently. And I think one of the biggest things you need to learn as a teammate is that people prepare differently and people aren't going to be the same as you. Some guys are going to be lighthearted and, and joking around. Some guys are going to have their headphones on and not going to say a word. Uh, but if you have the right chemistry, you know that as soon as you step out onto the field, that everybody's, everybody's moving in the same direction under the, on the same game plan and expecting the same result. So in about two hours, both the Bengals and uh, the Rams are going to be stepping on the field. Uh, who do you like? Let's start with you, Jesse. Who do you like and why? I haven't been watching a lot of football this year. Uh, just to be straight up honest with you, I, I like the Bengals because of the story behind it. Um, I think the Rams also have a really unique story. You know, very young head coach, proven to be able to be very successful. Um, but the fact that the Bengals have went from essentially zero to heroes in such a short period of time, um, and they get, like my dad said, like, you know, Joe Burrows, he's carrying a lot of swagger with him. Uh, and that is, if, if you can't get him out of that, it's, he can be very, very tough to beat. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like the Bengals in this game. And, and, Neil, when you look at what they've done, they went into Tennessee, they went into Kansas City, they were way behind to the Chiefs, and yet they come back and they win in overtime. I think this is a team of destiny, even though the Rams are really good. And What do, what do you think? Who do you like? You're going to say Rams. Um, I'm going to say that one of the things that has impressed me about the Bengals is how they made adjustments last week on defense against or two weeks ago against Kansas City that that successful formula that Kansas City had going in the first half the Bengals made adjustments by changing their coverage patterns and doing some things that they didn't do that really took the Kansas the Chiefs and made them step back and while they were getting while they were stepping back uh, Joe Burrow continued to do and make big plays I mean can you imagine a quarterback getting sacked nine times in a game and still winning i mean that's it's almost crazy you talk about a rough ride in the bobsleigh joe burrow had to be packed in ice probably for four or five days afterwards so that's that that would be that to me is problematic and i think to be able to do that the Bengals have to also be able to run the football but when it comes down to it you know they uh, i've played on a lot of good teams in my career from high school to college to pro and if you haven't got a defense, you don't win. And I put the the check mark beside the Rams' defense for the, the game this evening, and that could be the difference. Yeah, they've got a guy named Donald to start up yeah, right right on the defensive line. Oh, so they got, they got guys up front that look like they haven't been fed in five days, and there's just a hunk of meat back there. I mean, they are creative, quick, powerful, and they can cover. So I mean, you know, Chase on the on the, the Bengals side and Cooper Cup on the Rams side, uh, watching them will be a lot of fun too and see how they take them, try to take them out of the game. Okay. A couple of seconds from each of you. Do you think uh, Tom Brady's going to come back? Jesse, what do you think? I hope not. I think if you, you, you kind of, you make a decision and I think it sounded like he was making the decision for the right reasons and wanted to focus on other things. So, um, yeah, I, I hope he does it because okay, this Neil. is where it becomes a very slippery slope. Yeah. Neil, what do you think? Uh, he, people will remember him as being, if, if it's his last game that people want to look at, he was almost brought them back from the brink, or to the brink of winning that game. I think his family now is the most important thing to him, and I don't think he plays again. 
If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 